Uh, you may remember, if you were in a couple of weeks ago, I did a talk called um, Prophecy, Pentecost, and Harvest. Anybody remember that? Good, because I asked you to try and remember it for today. Is that okay? Yeah, you remember all the details. We talked about people seeing angels. We talked about the prophetic words that have been coming to us as a church. We talked about what is happening in the nation. And some of us got a bit excited because God is doing something in 2019. And, you know, I believe we are strategically placed for being available, if we're up for it, for all that God wants to do and do some amazing things. And I even, even heard stories this week uh, of some wonderful things happening. I ain't got time to tell you all of those. But I just, as we were putting this together, I just concluded on the very back page, and I put God is faithful, because we wrote some things back down in 2010 that we were looking for in 2020, which is next year, 10-year vision. And uh, if you have a look at that when you go home, I just want to, I think you'll say that God is faithful. Uh, the, psalm, the psalmist said in Psalm 145, verse 8 and 9, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to, ang- to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. How many of you actually believe that? God is good to everyone. Um, he showers compassion on all his creation. We sing that God is good, don't we? We sing, he's a good, good father. And uh, we sing it with um, appreciation and thanksgiving in our hearts. Uh, How many of you know that you are alive today because God is good? You are living and breathing, at least most of you. Um, Yeah, it was one or two, just questionable. Secondly, we are saved and healed because God is good. We are delivered because God is good. His faithfulness and his goodness. Uh, And verse 9 says that God is good to all. Do you know that it's not God's will that any should perish, Peter says in 2 Peter 9. Um, that, yeah, it's not God's will that any should perish. And we've been thinking about this harvest theme, haven't we, over these last few weeks, and uh, the privilege that we have uh, of seeing the good news of Jesus Christ spread abroad across our area. Um, and as we respond to that, and as we respond to God's call on our lives, that sense of obedience, I find that obedience is somehow intrinsically linked with our experience of God's goodness. Sometimes we go through tough stuff, yeah? But when we are obedient to God's call on our lives, then it seems like you look back over a number of weeks, months, and years, as, it, as some of you have been around a while, that you just see God's goodness. And um, the psalmist said, Surely your goodness, Psalm 23, well-known Psalm, I'll read it from the New Living Translation, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I'll live in the house of the Lord forever. What's that song we sing? Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. I lay my life down. I lay my life down. The two uh, are intrinsically linked. Um, So God has been good. God has been faithful as we reflected back over the last 12 months or so. And guess what? God's not changing anytime soon. That's our hope for the future. And also, as a church, you've been amazing. Give yourself a cheer. You know, all the different support and things that make church happen, and we've seen some elements of that on screen this morning. You know, but there's prayer, back, prayer going on around uh, the area, across the town. Um, just back up people praying for us as a leadership. All sorts of stuff going on prayer-wise. Financial support, we've just been hearing about that. Giving of time and energy reminds me of, again, the psalmist who said, Lord, your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. 
And there's been that giving of heart and soul and, and energy um, and resources over the last year. And we have some amazing volunteers. If you've volunteered in any way, shape or form over the last 12 months for the church, why don't you raise your hand right now? Give those folks a cheer because they deserve it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we've got a whole load out there uh, doing kids' church at the moment. Um, and we want to do an event. Actually, on this, on this thing that you'll read, it says we're going to do a barbecue. It may not be a barbecue, but we're going to do an event to thank you guys for all that you've been doing. Um, and we just want to honor you uh, for that. So look out for that in, in the coming months. Um, and again, on your seats, you'll have probably found this, opportunities to serve. Now, Hugh touched on this last Sunday when he was speaking, and we had a number of people respond straight away. And we thought it would be good just to highlight, well, there are 19 areas in which you could get involved in the church. I do not suggest you sign up for them all, um, but you may want to have a look at that and say, well, what can I do? What gifts, talents, gifts, and abilities have I got and what may God be prompting me to do to get involved? So please do take that away and fill in the back and we'll receive it in uh, over the next weeks or so and, and try and hook you up accordingly. Um, so lots of stuff that's been happening as we've been seeing. But also we wanted to look forward a little bit this morning. Um, and we, we're still remaining true to our, our vision statement. Anybody know what our vision statement is? To know Jesus, to make Jesus known. Very simple. It is not unique to us. There are other churches who use that, but it's a great um, aspiration that we want to do that. And it's great when we, people, when we see people coming to know Jesus, isn't it? When we celebrate that. And we, over the last 12 months, we've baptized 10 people. That's great. And there's some more getting baptized next Sunday morning. Now, if you get baptized next Sunday morning, please do come and have a chat with me uh, Grab yourself a coffee, come and have a chat. We're going to be meeting down here. If you are interested in getting baptized and have you not yet indicated, come down here as well and have a chat to us because we really want to help you on your journey of discipleship uh, with Jesus. So that's uh, going to be next Sunday. Um, but also, it's great when we see that, but um, we've been talking about this theme of harvest. We wanted to put some practical tools in your hands. How many, of you like the, how many people like the right tools for the job? It's really pain in the neck when you go to your garage and you think, I haven't got one of those. I could really do one. And you think, oh, Hugh's probably got it. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so in the autumn, we're looking to do a course called Talking Jesus. Watch this video clip. So one of the last things that Jesus said when he was here on the earth was, go and make disciples of everyone. We're going to be getting inspired to share our faith with those around us, get some practical tips on how to do it, and look at what it is we're exactly sharing. This is for people like you and me. We're already the right people in the right place. We're ideal to do mission in normal, everyday life. You got anyone coming? How about your mates? Ah, uh, trust me, it's not their thing. They're the last people in the world that want to come. Ask them. I find when I talk about Jesus, 
I feel like I'm involved in something really weighty, you know, something that really matters. I find that generally people are very open about things of God and actually they do want to talk about it. You know, if a friend tells you somewhere's really good uh, or a family member does, then you're going to want to check it out. The best recommendation for Jesus is not somebody distant, is not someone out there. It's, it's your friend, it's your brother. People by your lifestyle will see the different way you live. Be your authentic, real self, sharing your experience of what it means to walk with Jesus. And each of us have got stories to tell about how Christ made a difference in our lives. I've got something for you, a gift. We're going to be looking at how to share God's story with those around us. We've been given this responsibility and this privilege of sharing God's love with others. It's just prayer. You can't get it wrong with prayer. Just find five people you need to pray for, keep praying for them. And as you continue to pray for them, God begins to work in your heart as well. This is Talking Jesus, training Christians to share their faith. Okay, so we're going to be running out similarly to we did with the Bible course and Keys to Freedom course. We're probably going to do it on Wednesday uh, in September. Alternate Wednesdays, we're going to do it in the morning and in the evening. So hopefully that's accessible to as many people as possible. We'd love you to get involved in that uh, as that comes on stream. I love the scripture in Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 16 and verse 20, where it says the disciples spread the good news everywhere. That's sort of pretty definitive, isn't it? It's everywhere. And the Lord worked with them. He confirmed his word by the miraculous signs that accompanied it. How many would love to see more of the miraculous? Great what Eric was sharing this morning. But there's something in our hearts and lives, I believe as God's people, that wants to see God really show up and lives transformed, circumstances changed, people healed, transformation of circumstances, those sort of things. And this is what those disciples were experiencing because the Lord worked with them. So we don't only want to put practical tools in your hands, i.e. like the, the um, Talking Jesus course. How many of you know that we need the empowering of God's Holy Spirit to really see these things through? Jesus said to his disciples, one of the last things he said, he said, you know, I'm going to the Father, but you guys wait in Jerusalem and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he's going to empower you to be my witnesses, both here, a little bit further out and further out again. And that's what we want to continue to tap in. Um, I love the fact, you know, when we're in worship, that sense of the Holy Spirit among us. Aren't we blessed by our worship teams? Uh, we've got some great guys, leaders, really gifted, really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And it's great when we can do that in this setting on a Sunday morning. It's great when you guys can do it, when you're gathered in your smaller groups during the week. And something we started in uh, September, I think it was, October last year, was the encounter nights. We're going to continue with those. Um, and there's one tonight, as you heard earlier on. Uh, but we, there's something, we're going to do something else as well. Ooh. Even the worship team don't know about this one. Now they're getting really worried. It's all right, guys. This is not on you. This is, this is ace. So um, in September, we're going to be hosting a Revive Summit. Oh, okay. So some of you, anybody heard of Jared Cooper? who's based over in Hull, uh, regularly um, involved in the one event, 
taking the Holy Spirit stream of seminars uh, at the one event. And so he's going to be coming with his team. And on Saturday, the 14th of September, put that one in your diaries, during the day, we're going to be hosting here a Revive Summit, an equipping day for God's people to not only have some practical tools, but the empowering of God's Holy Spirit. How does that sound? So get that in your diary. Then in the evening, we're going to have a big event, and it's going to be at another venue yet to be confirmed, so watch out for that one. And it will be um, a bigger thing, and uh, there'll be the G Choir. Anybody heard of the G Choir? They've been on BBC um, finals of some choir or other. It's a gospel choir. They're going to be coming to the area on that night as well and involved on that evening. And there's going to be prayer for healing and all sorts of things. That would be a great opportunity to invite people to as a precursor to bringing them to Alpha. Huh? So that's going to be September the 14th on that Saturday evening. So get the uh, date in your diary and really try and uh, make a, make a, a point of... Uh, keeping that one clear and being open to what God wants to do. So practical tools, spiritual uh, encounter and uh, empowering by the Holy Spirit. And so then, you know, we're looking at Alpha again in the autumn. Off the back of that, that would be brilliant. And then something that um, we've got an opportunity to do, wouldn't it be great to put the gospel into people's hands in a readable, easy readable, modern way? The words are still the same. But this. So lots of images. Little bits of background about the, the uh, Gospels, etc. A whole host of information. We've got the opportunity to put these into people's hands. Now, these retail for £14.99. But I feel like I'm at the market. It's not £14.99 to you. <laughs> I'm told I'm waiting for it to be confirmed in writing, so... Keep this one under your hat, but I think we can get them for £2.80 each. All right? So we're going to, if we can get that, we're going to get a load of those and put those in people's hands. You could use them. We can use them off the uh, back of events and alpha courses, etc., etc. So um, please do pray that that price is right. That would be great. <laughs> um, then, of course, uh, the other thing we've been thinking about and praying about a bit, some early conversations being had already, is students. You know, we're bang opposite Sixth Form College, which is fantastic. There's always kids on the front here, and I know Tony, when he's here, regularly engages with them and has chats with them, and various others who are down at the building uh, have been able to do that. And so there's some early conversations being had with regard to some sort of ministry to those students. Would you keep praying on that? And um, if you're interested, there's a, there's a thing to uh, sign up with in there as well. So we'd love to see that begin to come on stream in the autumn and going into 2020. Um, also, isn't it great when you've got good relationships with God's people? Isn't it great when you've got a great relationship with your spouse? Well, we're going to run the marriage course. Let's run this uh, video, guys. Spoken out about the rise in divorce in Britain. One in every two couples who live together, split up by the time their first child turns five. Everything in this world is broken. The economy's broken. The weather is broken. Every marriage is broken. There's no perfect marriage. There is such a need in our society. People need help with relationships. And in particular, they need help with their marriages. 
running the marriage courses over the last 30 years, we've seen countless relationships refreshed, strengthened, and even transformed all around the world. And our longing is that it would be completely normal for every couple to invest in their relationship by doing the marriage courses. We wanted to do the marriage preparation course because we realised that our marriage was more important than the wedding. It's an exciting environment to be in because it almost feels like a date night despite there being other people around you. And the course as well just creates a safe space to ask those bigger questions and go deeper and with tools to be able to do that practically. For some people doing a course maybe seems like there's problems or you know there's you have to work something out rather than it just being quite a proactive step in establishing you know good communication expectation all that kind of stuff and that we were celebrated for being there despite the fact that we weren't married and that we weren't religious was brilliant it just left me able to enjoy and accept all the wonderful things that were being offered while we were on the marriage course we were invited to attend the alpha course and we went and we loved it the marriage courses are so easy to run. There are so many incredible resources that have been prepared for you to enable you to do that. And that just really frees us up to be able to focus on the hospitality. Since doing the marriage course, it has helped us to remember why we got together in the first place. Brilliant. Okay, so that's uh, going to be in the autumn as well. So if you're interested in signing up for that, and you don't need problems in your marriage to sign up for, if you just want a sort of encouragement and refreshing, have a word with Hugh or Liz. They're going to look at, to facilitate that uh, later on in the autumn. Um, the other thing we've been doing is uh, just responding in our thoughts to growth. Isn't growth a wonderful thing? When you see the church grow, and uh, we've heard about kids' church growing, etc., etc., and how we look in terms of our organizational structure. We've been having a bit of a think about this. But just look at these statistics for uh, the last few years. If you put the next slide up, uh, there we go. These are our average Sunday attendance figures. So six years ago, the average Sunday attendance figure was 115. Today, it's 170. According to my maths, that's 48.7% increase over six years. We have a lot to be thankful for. Thanks and praise be to God for what he's doing among us. Now, the organizational structure of how we've got to where we are, if we're going to keep growing, you know, there's a saying, what got you here won't get you there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? And so we're looking at that. We're reviewing that. We've not got any announcements for you today, but just keep praying for us with regard to that uh, going forward. Um, obviously, we've been in the building here now for uh, 18 months. We started worshipping in here um, 2017, and it was the November. So uh, we, as I think was mentioned in that uh, finance clip, we're almost at the end of what we call phase one of things we want to do to make the whole place, um, uh, what's the word? Fit for our purpose, that's what, that's what I was looking for. So there's a number of things we want to do. We'll just shoot them up on the screen. You can find the details of these in here. There's a number of things we want to do uh, just to complete phase one. There are other potential things that we would probably like to do going forward, but we're going to save those for another day, all right? Um, I wonder if the musicians come back, because I'm going to wrap this up in a moment. 
so with all of these things that we want to do going forward, we're going to need a number of things. What's it going to take going forward? What's it going to take from me, from you, from all of us? Um, well, I think there's going to be need of the empowering of the Holy Spirit in greater measure. Well, I think that was two of us. Great. It's not good for man to be alone, at least it's two of us. You know, the psalmist um, says, 127 verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers will do so in vain. I don't want to just do stuff for the sake of doing it. I want us to be doing things that are according to God's agenda, prophetic agenda. We thank God for what we've heard. And we keep want to go with the power of the Holy Spirit enabling us to do that. I think it's going to need an increase in that volunteer base because as things grow, as we were hearing on the kids' church uh, clips earlier, you know, if you're considering those things, please do weigh those up. Uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians 4 says, This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ, as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Yeah, we've got some great things that God has revealed to us, the mysteries of God, but he's called us to be servants as well with those and how we serve. And so please do have a look at that. I think as well, um, in terms of our ongoing costs, it's fantastic that the community hall that we have brings in income, but we'd love to see our, annual, uh, our offerings, tithes and offerings increase by 10%. Yeah, so about 11,800 would be great over the course of a year. We'd love to see off the back of that gift aid go up by 5%, because not everybody pays tax, so we recognize that. So it would be great to see increase of gift aid over the next 12 months by around 5%. And then to just finish and complete some of those things that we listed there and some of the things that we've talked about this morning, we're going to open the Vision Fund for six weeks. And we're going to say, would you prayerfully consider contributing towards that? We think we're probably going to need about £9,000 to do some stuff. Uh, Would you prayerfully consider that? You've been amazingly faithful over the last two years with that vision fund. You've been continually faithful with your tithes and offerings and we honor you and we bless you and we thank you for everyone who does that. Uh, But just as you're praying into these things going forward, would you just bear these things in mind? Well, how many of you are blessed? Because God is good. You're blessed at what God is doing among us. The Lord is good. Everybody say that. The Lord is good. How many are blessed with those who are serving across the church, both internally and reaching out from the church? You're blessed. We've got Shirley going out on mission again to Australia uh, this next week. And so I'm going to be praying for her in a few moments. So that some of the prayer team could just uh, get ready in a moment and we'll pray for Shirley. How many of you are blessed as well because there is a prophetic agenda that God has called us to walk with? God is speaking to us. There are things that he's saying if we will take notice and we respond. And I think my heart, and I pray yours would be, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So how many of you are up for being involved going forward? If you're with me, why don't you stand? If you're willing to say like Joshua did of old, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why don't you stand and we're going to pray. And the guys will lead us in a final song. Father, as we've said throughout our time this morning, it's an amazing privilege to just be a part of what you're doing. 
Lord, we do not want to get off on a tangent. We don't just want to do things for the sake of doing things. But Lord, we want to respond to your word, your prophetic guidance, the prompting of your spirit that says, yeah, this is the way, go in it. Lord, and I pray that for each one of us and corporately for us as a body of your people that would be conscious ever more of that prompting of your spirit. And Lord, that your people would be willing in the day of your power to respond accordingly that I would be willing in the day of your power to respond accordingly. So Lord, I pray as these things have been reflected on and talked about today, Lord, as we've given thanks for your goodness and your faithfulness, your kindness, your incredible love for us, Lord, we look forward with anticipation for the days ahead. And we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our day and generation, God. Do amazing things for the honor and glory of your name, we ask. Amen. Amen. Bless your people, I pray.